And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with New Age Insider's Chief of Staff, DC Matthews, and the unendorsed Doc Manson. It is Thursday night in the neighborhood, and it means it's time to cast some sweet, sweet pods. Hello out there, boys and girls. My name is DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. I am the chief of staff of the New Age Insiders, and I am also the co-host, or the host, or the, is it is it host and co-host, or are we both co-hosts? There, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. I mean, I know you're doing the uh, introductions, but honestly, I kind of feel like you're the co-host, and I am the host. We don't want to go down that road. You you have stolen my podcast from me, you son of a beeswax. I mean, you're the one who asked, right? You went down this road first, so I'm just, you know, appropriately upping the ante, as I am wont to do. I am the straight man, you are the zany. I am the savory, you are the spicy. So what are we talking about today, DC? I am the vanilla, you are the sweet, sweet chocolate. I've always thought of myself as more of a strawberry, but I'll take it. Isn't this where we got onto the whole topic of pumpkin spice anyways, the spicy and savory and pumpkin uh, yeah, spice? Yeah, it did at least grew from that, organically, like a pumpkin. We're in November. Uh, we have yet to talk about stuffing. I um, haven't really had much stuffing yet. No, but I think it's more... Stuffing is really, to me, more of a philosophical food. That's something you ponder, you think about, you, you examine. wait. wait. Oh, I mean, I understand, like, you think and ponder about stuffing if, like, it's a homemade recipe, but are we talking stovetop? Because I don't think there's much pondering when it comes to stovetop. Um, I, I am partial to stovetop. I'm more talking about the whole stuffing versus dressing debate. Do you Wait, mix things Is in? there a difference? Uh, I believe the difference is, from what I've been told by experts... Stuffing is only considered stuffing if it actually is stuffed inside of the carcass of a bird. Otherwise... Of the poo hole. Wherever you put it in. I, I don't know enough, enough about anatomy. Um, if it's on the side, if it's cooked separately and served separately, then it's technically just dressing. So, like, if I put it up the bird's hoo-ha, that is stuffing. But if I just sprinkle it around the bird in the pan... That is dressing. I believe that is... But again, it's the philosophical debate. When does it become stuffing? When does well, I think this When, does when this it goes in the hoo I'm pretty sure that's the right answer. Are we still talking about stuffing? <laughs> I sh- uh, oh, God. I mean, we could be. <laughs> uh, so, you know, whether or not you mix things in, water, chestnuts, sausage, cranberries, whatever. Whoa, wait. Water, chestnuts? I'm assuming somebody... I don't even know what You put water, water chestnuts in your stuffing? I don't think I could pick a water chestnut out of a lineup, really. Have you ever had a water chestnut? I, I don't know. My dad used to actually roast chestnuts over the wood stove because we didn't have an open fire in our Wait, house. But isn't a water chestnut different from a chestnut? I, I, I assume so. I have no idea. In my mind, when I think water chestnut, you're going to look it up, aren't you? I, I have think, to. I think a water chestnut is like the... White round things. All right, I that apologize. You would occasionally, you would occasionally get slices of in Chinese food. 
This is the point of the podcast when Doc looks up something because he's a PhD and he wants to know facts. Uh, I'll sing a okay. second verse. Right. Yeah, that's know. what I thought, man. They're both delicious, but unrelated. Belong to two different plant families. Okay, so they're they're pretty they're pretty different. All right, fair enough. All right, so we've moved on. We can have more philosophical. One's a nut. The other one's technically a corm, I guess. Anyways, corn? No, corm with an M. I've C-O-R-M. never C O R M. I've never heard that word before in my life. Oh, um, well, it's a uh, what is it? Uh, a stem modification in plants. So you've probably heard of a tuber, right? I know many tubers. Okay. Have you also heard of... I know legumes. Is it a legume? Oh, no, well, that's different. But a tuber is another stem modification, a potato plant where they store starch, so that kind of helps the plant survive during you know winters and things like that. Um, an energy source, right? And a quorum is just a different type of modification. It's more similar to a bulb, so if you think about like an onion, a quorum yes. is more like a bulb, okay. except... An onion has those thick, scaly leaves, right? So there's a there's a leaf modification around the stem modification in an onion. Sure. Um, the corm doesn't actually have scaly leaves. It's just this sort of bulbous stem that looks like an onion, but there's no like scaliness to it. So there's no leaves. It's just the stem modification. I defy you, neighborhood, to find more insightful and educating of a wrestling podcast. We have a legitimate PhD on our hands. And he's not even a PhD in vegetables or nutrition. But no, this is actually, just the kind of thing that Doc <laughs> Manson knows, and that's why he's part of DDT Wrestling. I actually know very little about botany, so there's a good chance that what I just said was partially or completely wrong, so I, I don't want any emails about it if I was wrong. Did you We're get this going from to a textbook assume this semester? Is What's that, that where you got this from a textbook? I know you've been studying botany. Is that where you've gotten this information? Uh, yeah, textbooks, uh, lab manuals, etc. I'm not sure if I'm if I'm completely correct on all the details, but I'm in the ballpark, anyways. Um, right. Do, do so, you want to continue the vegetable discussion, or should we get into the wrestling? Well, I mean, if we want to talk about vegetables in wrestling, we could probably start talking about Eva Marie because. She seems about as lively and has as much personality as any sort of carrot that might find just laying on the counter in the grocery store. I've loved a whole lot of what Eva Marie has done over the past few weeks. Those promos from Paris were mwah, exquisite. They were they just, were fine, but they she's were still just not what capable of delivering. They were just what I wanted. Yeah, no, I mean you're right, and in terms of embracing the hate, they're doing that well. But unfortunately, I think it's a wasted investment in a talent or lack thereof, I guess I should say, in a in, in an individual, because I don't think she's ever going to be able to repay that investment. I don't think she's capable. Um, I mean, she's certainly not capable in the ring yet, and she's been doing nothing but filming Total Divas and theoretically training for quite some time now. And I don't need her to get better in the ring. In fact, the better she gets in the ring, the worse this whole thing works. It, it, in my mind, and maybe it's just the skewed way I look at things, it's better that she's terrible. If Enzo Amore suddenly became this excellent technical wrestler... He's not bad. It wouldn't be... He's not bad. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. He is not bad. I'm not hating too much on Enzo Amore. But you just said Enzo of, Amore is as good of a wrestler as Eva Marie. I Neighborhood, said, I want you 
to, you know, fillet DC over this one. Did you hear what he just did? I will admit... He said that Eva Marie is equivalent to Enzo Amore. Enzo Amore is slightly better than Eva Marie. I will say that. God. And I will say that maybe Enzo Amore is actually much better, but he doesn't show it. When Enzo, you watch Enzo Amore in the ring, he is wrestling like... He's a, an entrance, man. He's a talker. That's all you need from him. Exactly. That is all you need from Eva Marie. All Except you need she from can't Eva talk. Marie. She's a terrible talker. Those promos from Paris were great. She's embracing no, no, pain. No, no, no. You don't know. Enzo is a good performer. Eva Marie is a terrible performer. She can barely talk. What you like about those promos is that they scripted something that fits in with you know your logic that you're trying to build around her of embracing the hate. You like that they did something with her that logically makes sense. However, she still did not execute on it well. I don't think. I, I disagree. I think she did execute on it well. I'm not saying she's a great talker, but in that promo, being she is taking her situation. She is a poor wrestler. She has signs of... I don't even know if I can say mediocrity. She has signs of meh-ness. But for the most part, she's a terrible wrestler who forgets to kick out. I get all of that. All I'm saying is... They've taken that idea that no one likes her and they want her to get out. And now she's addressing all of her fans. And I know how much you miss me and I'll see you all soon. And she blows them kisses. And... That's all I need. All I need is for her... She's she, she exists in her own reality where she thinks she's amazing, but she isn't. But as long as she continues promoting that reality, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with her getting an NXT women's title shot while being a mediocre, at best, if that, wrestler. Because I just... I And again, maybe I'm biased... But I, I dig what's going on. I think they're doing well with what they've got with her. Are you, willing, uh-huh. are you willing to continue the podcast, or should we go back to leaks? What are leaks, exactly? Are they, are they tubers? Are they, are they any relation to the Daikon? I watched Iron Chef America. I know how these things work. All right, I guess it's just a one-man show. Doc Manson's just shaking his head at me. So, uh, welcome back, neighborhood, to the one-man show. Let's talk about the birthdays of the week. Uh, Abe Knuckleball Schwartz, folks. He is 53. If we're going to do that segment of the show, I am definitely out of here. No, we wanted to do the segment of the show where I just name this is this is how much Doc Manson needs me to be a part of this show. All he wants me to do is just name wrestlers and then he'll rant for a while until he's ready for me to name the next wrestler. I, I am now the, I am the Ed McMahon for here's a modern reference for you children out there. I mean I going the back Ed to the McMahon question the question you asked me at the top of the show, am I the host or the co host? I mean you've just said to yourself that you're the Ed McMahon, so I don't think my assessment was incorrect. I think you've established... I don't know. <laughs> I, every time I see something on Twitter talking about DDT wrestling, they're talking about agreeing with what Doc said, or that Doc rant was great. And I love you. You're one of my best friends in the whole wide world. But sometimes it's hard not to feel like an afterthought on my own podcast. So <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, uh, I couldn't do this show by myself. I just would not... Uh... I would not be able to go. I need somebody, like I said, to direct that Eye of Sauron. I, uh... Oh, God. I don't know. I think we should probably, um, you know, sat around sort of patting ourselves on the back long enough, though, 
what's on the wrestling topics tonight? What, what's what's going on in wrestling? Well, Eva Marie and Nia Jax had an interesting moment during NXT, so let's talk about Didn't that here on the Eva Marie podcast. And Did they actually have an interesting moment? They had like a quick, like they saw each other in the hallway and were talking. It was B-roll. You didn't hear what they were saying, I don't think, anyways. Hmm. Um, so people on Twitter were going, oh my god, are they going to be the next stable? That's going to be terrible. And I'm like, no, it would be great for Eva Marie to get the biggest, baddest wrestler to fight her battles, not named Asuka. Asuka was not on NXT, so I understand why you're not watching. I, I intend to watch. Uh, I just didn't get to it. I want to see where Apollo Crews, uh, you know, goes next. We did see that. Do you want me to tell you about it, or would you like to remain hashtag spoiler free? Eh, feel free to fill me in. I can't imagine it was anything exciting. Baron Corbin uh, was going to wrestle Ty Dillinger in the Who? opening match. The Perfect Ten, Ty Dillinger. Never heard of him. Yes, you have. And... He, Baron Corbin got attacked. Smiling uh, Apollo Crews now is angry Apollo Crews. So he attacked Baron Corbin before the match. Uh, they brawled, although it was really Apollo Crews beating Baron Corbin, chased him to the back, uh, cut a promo with his shirt all ripped and dripping sweat, talking about how he's going to break Baron Corbin. So Is angry Apollo Crews more interesting than smiling Apollo Crews? Yes, but I didn't find smiling Apollo Crews interesting at all outside of that first match when he came out and went, whoa, there's a lot of people here. Uh, yeah, I agree. But so do you think that this will be compelling? I'm more intrigued now than I was before, but it's also Baron Corbin. So the crease. The crease, Baron Corbin, yes indeed. So I'm not sure. A lot of people I'm assuming you have not seen Breaking Ground, this reality NXT show. Have Never you seen heard any of it. of it? I guess it's on after Raw. It's like a NXT behind the scenes kind of it's not a reality show in the in the common parlance, but and a lot of people are talking about how you get to hear a lot of the backstories and you get to see the wrestlers, you know, off camera. And there, and somebody tweeted to me, it actually makes me root for Baron Corbin and Dana Brooke. And I was like, well, now I'm definitely not going to watch. If I'm going to wind up rooting for those two, what what purpose do I have to to watch yeah. wrestling anymore? That so, sounds awful. I had enough. Awful. I had enough people talk to me about it this, this afternoon on Twitter, so I'm going to give an episode a try, but I, I don't have high hopes just because that's not the kind of show I like watching. Here's an idea. Sure. Instead of, you know, spending an extra, I'm assuming, hour a week filming this reality show, Breaking Ground, what if they just gave us another hour of NXT on a weekly basis? How about that? Can we get that, please? They want us to buy into the stars without having, I don't know. They want us to learn about the people. But they would never do this in WWE. You're never going to learn, with the exception of like that ESPN show when you learned about who Adam Rose was before Adam Rose completely <laughs> disappeared <laughs> off of television. Yeah, right. You know, It's not like we're ever going to see, and I'm going to try a segue here. Let's see if it works. It's not like we're ever going to see, oh, here's Bray Wyatt and his family talking about hunting in their home in Georgia. So, you know, we're not going to he- we're not going to they're not going to want to dispel the mythos of Bray Wyatt in that sense. So, I'm not sure why they're doing it. Again, I'll give it a try. I'll report back on next week's episode uh so we can see if it's worth anything to watch. But uh so Bray Wyatt had himself a bit of a week. I did you eh. watch all of Raw? Did you get to see the eulogy for The Undertaker and Kane? Yeah, I saw the end of Raw and I said, "Man, the Bray Wyatt thing, t- 
taking out Undertaker, taking out Kane, consuming their souls, getting their wrestle-silly magic. That was one of the best things going on in wrestling right now. I think last week you made a pretty compelling argument to me that Bray Wyatt was the logical choice, perhaps, to win this World Heavyweight Championship tournament that's going on. And then Raw happened, and not only was Bray Wyatt not a part of that tournament, but then they also completely just undid everything that that character had going for him, essentially. I mean, he came out, he still controls the lightning, apparently, but then The Undertaker came out, and apparently he still has enough wrestle magic in him to raise the lights from the darkness of Bray Wyatt, and Kane was there too, and they had their fog machines running, and I just, I I don't understand, because then they took out the Wyatt family, left them laying, basically, the Brothers of Destruction did, and, like, we went into Raw thinking that Bray was a force to be reckoned with, they didn't put him in the tournament, and they completely undid all the storytelling that made us think he might be a force to be reckoned with, except the fact that apparently he still controls lightning. What are your thoughts, DC? Well, let's see. I'm pulling up something. So I had some I had some stats I'm going to share with you on one thing or another. But I will say, I didn't care that Bray Wyatt wasn't in the tournament. The Undertaker, and this is the stats I'm looking for. Oh, oh that's not it. Well, I'm probably not going to even find him. But The Undertaker was only ever in the world title scene randomly. He never really was like, I'm challenging for the world title, and I'm only coming for that, and da-da-da-da-da. The Undertaker won, in his career, seven world titles. His longest reign was 144 days, I think. Maybe 143. His total days is 445. CM Punk, let's just remind you, held the title for 434 consecutive days. The Undertaker is possibly the biggest and greatest wrestler the world wrestling entertainment has ever seen, and he held the world title combined for a little less than a year and a half. So I okay. don't think Bray Wyatt stop. needs... Am I making the... Is the comparison not good for you? Is that No, yeah, yeah, stop. I understand the point that you're making. And yeah, you're right. Bray Wyatt doesn't need the world title. Undertaker didn't need the world title. He still went on to do all those things without the world title. I get it. But Bray Wyatt is not The Undertaker. And even regardless of whether you want to have that conversation or not, the bottom line is they spent some time these last few weeks building up what should have been this unstoppable Bray Wyatt character. And they've just completely undid that inside of a week without really any sort of payoff from the story that's been building since the last pay-per-view. I will agree with that. So the point I was making, and I get it, Bray Wyatt, not at this moment, is nowhere near The Undertaker in terms of stature or anything and like that. And we don't that. even have to have that conversation. Like, Yeah, I mean, that's clear, right? Yes, and that yes. really doesn't enter into it. So, so, but, so I'm taking him out of the world title picture. He would actually feel a little awkward in a tournament. You know, he, he, he doesn't wrestle randomly. He's never out there just, oh, I'm just going to randomly wrestle Dolph Ziggler just for funsies. He's but, only out there fight, <laughs> fighting who he's supposed to be fighting. Yeah, but like what you said last week, it's very easily could have been, oh, I've subsumed the power of Undertaker and Kane, and now I'm going to demonstrate my power, and I'm going to just run roughshod yes. over this entire... Like, that 
was enough explanation yes. to that, get him into a tournament to make it work. It and that would have been, been and that would have been perfect had that been there. But so again, I don't need him in the tournament. I was disappointed with the eulogy. I thought the eulogy itself was great. You know, and and Jason Maltov and the boys on NAI Pod make a joke. You know, that's what you get when you don't lock the Soul Eater cage. You made a mistake. But why? Have they escaped? How did they escape so quickly? I don't care that it's Kane and the Undertaker, the two biggest well, supernatural forces. They were gone. Here's two a question weeks, for three you: Three weeks. You're, you just said that. Oh, the NAI guys were saying, "Oh, they should have locked the the soul cage or whatever." Uh, how do we even know? Like, we don't even necessarily know that they were being imprisoned somewhere. They were being kept somewhere. That was never said. Bray Wyatt never really said that. For all we really know, if we go back now. They 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 carried out the Undertaker. They dragged out Kane, and they just left them in the alley in well, Kipsy or whatever, and that's they what drove they away. That's what they did with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan came out when he was feuding with the Wyatts, and the Wyatts abducted him. He said they left me in the parking lot. What? And I'm guessing that's what they did here. I mean, I think they would have learned from their mistakes last time, but evidently not. You know, and you know I, what? I don't. I completely forgot about the Daniel Bryan thing. They already did the brainwashing abduction gimmick. I had completely forgotten about that. They already did that storyline with DB. Yes. So, so I'm not asking for Bray Wyatt to have his own little Dungeon of Doom lair. If you follow WCW in the, ni- in the mid-1990s, you know what I'm talking about. I don't need him to have his special little shack out in the woods where, you know, you see Taker and Kane struggling at some sort of invisible prison. I don't need that kind of wrestle magic, though I wouldn't say no if it had happened. I kind of talked myself into it just saying the little shack in the woods. That would have been kind of cool. Uh-huh. The Louisiana Bayou. You know, Absolutely. they take like one of those big boats with the fans on the back to get there. Um, but it does seem to me to be... You know, and this this probably is the whole. It's the 25th anniversary of the Undertaker. The Undertaker can't spend his 25th anniversary under the thrall of someone else, so he has to be his own man. But there was a golden opportunity to really tell compelling storylines here, and I feel like they wasted it. And the thing that bothered me most is Harper, Rowan, and Strowman had at least some semblance of an offense against Taker and Kane. Did Bray Wyatt do one? Offensive move? Did he get in any sort of punch, kick, headbutt sort of thing, or did he Not just I remember. get his butt beat? And the thing that bothers me the most about this is we're in an overall situation right now where they need to make new stars, right? Seth yeah. Rollins, lest we forget, is injured. Dude is gone. Six months minimum, probably a lot longer. We have nobody in the main event scene. Sting is gone. Triple H is not actively wrestling yet. John Cena's not around. Like, you need to have a driving force in your main event scene. And while I understand that maybe the tournament takes the place of having those characters, the tournament itself is the draw as opposed to the individuals. We saw that um, with the Dusty Classic. Oh Yeah, that worked out real well. But, uh, you know, I just, like, this was, a, like you said, a golden opportunity for Bray Wyatt in a division at a time when that company needs someone. Like, it just makes it that much more disappointing 
that they didn't do anything with it. I think. I, no, I I agree. I had, you know, if they were going to go this route, which fine. Taker needs to be a good guy. Taker's not going to be brainwashed by anybody. Fine. Go that route if you want to. What I would have rather seen happen is Taker and Kane come to the ring. The ah, happens, the lights go out. The lights come back on. Harper, Rowan, Strowman are around the ring and Bray's up on the ramp. You know, the wrestle magic happens in his case and he disappears. So maybe the Undertaker and Kane beat down his henchmen, but he's still at least in some part standing tall, even if he did technically run away. I don't understand <laughs> why he needed to wind up on his back again to end this. But I'm going to reserve judgment. The story's not fully told yet. Um, I'm going to share with you a theory that was had by a member of the neighborhood. I'll get his name in a minute and actually tell you what he thinks uh, based on what he saw on SmackDown and just his theories and get your thoughts on that. But my question to you is, where do you think this goes from here? You know, uh, on SmackDown, you'll see, I don't think you're going to watch SmackDown, but uh, Bray Wyatt is going to challenge the Brothers of Destruction versus any two members of the family of his choosing in some sort of match. So where where would you like to see this continue on heading into Survivor Series? Doc Manson. I, I don't. I, I don't want to see it continue on. I know that's maybe a cop-out answer, but... Like, nothing comes from this feud at this point. Nothing. I, you're, Like you said, Undertaker probably has to come out of this on top. I, I, yeah, like I don't even have anything. I, I literally have nothing to say about this. I am so disengaged with where they have left us. I'm angry about this, to be honest with you. I, they've compl- I, they, they took something that I was excited about... And it, within within one show, within one within one scene, they've comp- made me so disengaged. I don't even want to think about what the possibilities might be leading into the Survivor Series. You just asked me that question, my mind went blank. I can't. I'm so mad that they have that they have they have reduced this down so far that my brain doesn't even want to think about it anymore. That's where I'm at. I have directed the eye of Sauron towards Bray Wyatt, and he hath spoken. Um, yeah. the, man's, the man's name, very intelligent wrestling fan, has been a defender of Bray Wyatt <coughs> almost as long as I have. His name is Joe Mosseri. You can find him on Twitter. I think it's at J. Mosseri, M-A-U-C-E-R-I. LL Maseril maybe he'll have to correct me on Twitter when he hears this shout out. Um, he listened to the promo. He's seen what's happening, and he wonders if perhaps there's going to be a little ruse here, and perhaps one of the brothers of destruction has not fully escaped the mind control of Bray Wyatt. He's wondering if perhaps we'll see Kane wind up turning on his brother at Survivor Series, which would lead to perhaps. Kane versus Undertaker for the final time at WrestleMania. I, I kind of like that idea. I could see how it would go. Whether or not it actually happens, who knows? This could very well be Undertaker beats Bray Wyatt again, and you know all of this was for nothing. 
but I thought there were some intriguing ideas there in terms of a fantasy booking angle. Um, so I just wanted to put it out there into the ether and get our good friend Joe some props for a, a fairly creative idea. So do you want to no. say anything more about the Bray Wyatt Undertaker thing, or is your mind blank and you're ready to to move on? It is disheartening. I'm trying not to lose all hope. I'm going to promote some positivity and give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't know why. I'm going to give them enough rope so that they can hang me later. But... Your final thoughts on this before we move on to the the tournament proper? Yeah, um, I guess I like that idea from uh, Joe there. Um, I just, I am just so disenfranchised with this whole idea. I, I, I don't know. Let's just move on. All right. Um, breaking news: the reports indicate, you know, making that little news sound looks pretty cool on the Audacity thing. Anyways, um, the reports are, and I don't believe these reports at all, but the reports that I'm seeing on Twitter right now are saying that the new plan for WrestleMania 32 is for Triple H uh, to, to wrestle Batista. Triple H versus Batista at WrestleMania 32. And while I never want to do a video podcast... I wish the world could have seen the reaction you just had. Just sheer, oh dear God, wincing in pain from that. So, uh, this isn't the official Let Doc Manson Rant segment, but I'm pointing the Eye of Sauron towards that. Triple H and Batista, Doc, your thoughts? (laughs) Who cares?! That was Doc Manson on Triple H and Batista. Okay, hold on a second. Like, I understand why they would want to get Batista involved. He's in this new James Bond movie. He's got the Hollywood rub. And as always, WWE is desperate to get the stink of success around them. But let's face it, man. Batista never liked wrestling. His last run was abysmal. Do you think he's going to come back? I mean, last time he, he, with the whole Daniel Bryant thing, he came back basically under the presumption that he was going to win the heavyweight title and have, you know, this top of the company sort of run, right? And that got completely, got pulled out from under him. Combined with the fact that we know he was never very invested in being a professional wrestler, why the hell would Batista come back now, now that he has found his own success? Why would he come back now? I have no answer. Now, the majority of Batista's career happened while I wasn't watching wrestling, so I am a completely uninformed person to be making this statement. But I can't stand Batista. The only time I liked Batista was two times. I liked Deacon Batista when he was the Reverend uh-huh. Devon's bodyguard. Yes. And I liked Blue Tista. Nope. Just because just cause he looked like he just couldn't care less. And I, I at least appreciated that he was honest about it. Uh, but otherwise, I've never cared for Batista. I've never found him to be particularly talented. He's terrible on the mic. He, he's the guy that Vince McMahon would have booked in the 80s when all you needed was muscles and an angry face to be a dominant heel. Um, having said that, I enjoyed him in Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought he did well. Uh, 
I haven't seen Spectre yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing him in that. So I do think both of those films, by the way, yes. were movies that were going to succeed regardless of Batista. Oh no, I'm not saying he's a box office draw. Oh, I, I was I wasn't even suggesting that he was a draw, but like the character in Guardians of the Galaxy didn't actually require any acting at all. Like it's, it was a character that wasn't supposed to be able to interpret things except for completely literally. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like. He didn't have to do much there. He yeah. was wooden, and that was okay. Yeah. In the James Bond film, he's playing a henchman who I'm guessing probably doesn't have a ton of lines. I don't know that. Haven't seen the film. But, like, I'm guessing that the role that he has in that film is largely inconsequential to his skills as an actor, just as his role in Guardians of the Galaxy was. So I'm not even going to presume that he's a successful actor. I don't know that he's capable of acting his way out of a paper bag, but I don't even know where I was going with this. Let's just say I was insulting Batista. He looks like he's a terrible actor. The end. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong, but he has, as you said, he has found his own success however he found it, mm-hmm. in the Hollywood world. I don't think he's ever going to come back. Why would he? What's, what, what is he possibly going to accomplish? You know, uh, uh, and in, in this instance, uh, a random one-off match with Hunter? I mean, I will say, I will say, if you look at The Rock, and I'm not trying to make comparisons between The Rock and Batista, but I guess maybe I am going to make some, The Rock initially went off to Hollywood, and he found a limited amount of success, right? And I really feel like he peaked early, and then he had a series of films that just trailed off to the point where The Rock was almost an inconsequential actor in Hollywood. Then, Rock came back to the WWE for that little stint around WrestleMania, and not long after, he found his way into the Fast and the Furious franchise. And I I kind of always thought that, you know that rub of being associated with the wrestling audience again sort of helped propel him to that next level in Hollywood. I think people were starting to forget about who Dwayne Johnson was. They were kind of bored of him in movies. But when he came back and did the wrestling thing, I think wrestling fans got excited for him again, and that actually reinvigorated his mainstream appeal. So, like, I actually do think in The Rock's career, his return to wrestling was monumental in getting him to that next phase of his career, making him more successful than his initial Hollywood run really was, um, or was becoming, I guess. So I guess maybe Batista could potentially come back for that kind of, you know, that kind of popularity surge. Except I don't think he's the right guy to get a popularity surge from a return to wrestling. I don't. I don't think that's the response that Batista gets from wrestling fans. No. Uh, charisma and talent is kind of what separates those two. Um, I think if Batista wanted to come back and and kind of boomerang off of WWE into potentially, you know, the role of an actual villain, not maybe just a henchman, but he maybe could pass a villain in an action movie, provided he didn't have to speak so much, like the strong, silent bad guy uh maybe maybe he could be dr claw in an inspector gadget movie so if we're talking about die hard follow me here if we're talking about die hard yeah he's never gonna be he's not hans, hans gruber. gruber and he's, he's gonna not, be carl he's not simon gruber no but he's carl he's like the right hand man he's he's yeah he's, the blonde guy with the gun in the first one 
Yeah. Who gets hung up by the chain and Yes. 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 Carl. He's that guy. Absolutely. That's, his name is Carl. I, I believe so. You have educated me on vegetables and Die Hard movies today, my friend. Thank you. I so, uh, There was one summer where I watched the first Die Hard film approximately 123 times. When I was a probably teenager, 11, 12, my cousin and I got to go up and stay with my grandmother by ourselves. And not only did we uh, trick her into ordering us $75 worth of Chinese food, but mm. we also watched Die Hard with a Vengeance probably 12 times in a three-day period. I probably still, if you put that movie on and got me going, I could probably recite almost all of it. Uh, I was like that with the entire Die Hard trilogy. I don't think I've ever seen Die Hard 2. The one in the airport, I don't think I've seen that, and I haven't seen any of the newer ones. The second one is a good film in its own right, I think, but it largely is a remake of the first one, just in a different setting. They hit a lot of the same... um, you know, points, a lot of the same topics, uh, not topics, but they, they hit a lot of the same uh, beats. Yeah, story beats. So it's it's weird to think about it that way. It really is a sequel, but it's almost a remake in some weird sense because of how similar some of those beats are. And uh, so I, but I, that original trilogy, I think, man, is just fantastic. That first film is so good. And That's the first, like, 45 minutes of the third one are are excellent. Everything going around the city. Right up until like the last scene in like the like, Canadian uh, hotel motel. Yeah, that, up, up that's until no that good. moment, I actually like the whole movie. I don't like it once they get to the boat, basically. Okay, once so you're talking the like the, la- the act three. You're not a yeah, fan of act three. But like everything before that is like some of the best action film like ever made, period. Chester A. Arthur. Chester A. Arthur was the president. Chester A. Arthur? Chester A. Arthur, the elementary school? Yeah, exactly. See? All yeah. right. Stay tuned uh, for DDT Die Hard. Because if DDT stands for DC and Doc Talk, we can put anything after that. We've seen DDT Vegetables. We've seen DDT Die Hard. Birds uh, of feather flock together as do pigs and swine. Rats and mice have their chance, as will I soon have mine. Nice. Rhymes. Why was the phone busy? Who were you calling? Psychic hotline. I advise you to take this more seriously. Look, it's a public phone. What do you want me to say? You could simply say that there was a fat woman on it, and it took you a moment to get her off. As I was walking to St. Ives, I met a man with seven wives. The seven wives had seven sacks. The seven sacks had seven kittens. The se- or seven cats. The seven cats had seven kittens. Kittens, cats, sacks, wives. How many were going to St. Ives? My number is 555 and the answer. I think mine was more impressive. Neighborhood, let us know. No, yours was, because mine's... <laughs> no, yours was. It's just the man. It's 555-0001. It's just the man. No one else is going to say nine. That's such a great film. Sorry. All right. Uh, but yeah, the other thing I wanted to say is I saw the fourth one. I didn't care for it, and I haven't seen any of the others. And I really consider that original trilogy, like, the maybe the best action movies ever made. They're really uh, good. They're, the yeah. first one and the third one are really good, and that's not just because I love Carl Winslow. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get back to the actual wrestling talk, while we're on this little tangent here, uh, Bruce Campbell was on the Stephen Colbert late night show a few nights ago. Did oh, you, I missed it. Did you catch it? No, I did you not. Could, you can see some of the bits on YouTube. It was entertaining, especially since apparently, and it actually looks, if Bruce Campbell puts on a pair of eyeglasses, he actually looks rather like Stephen Colbert. So they had a I little can see fun, that. They had a little fun taking each other's characters and doing some things with that. So they were 
he and Lucy Lawless were there to talk about Ash and the Evil Dead or Ash versus mm-hmm. the Evil Dead, whatever the, the yep. movie. Have you kept up with the show? Is it? Is it? There's only been two episodes, and yes. Have you enjoyed were, both? Yeah, they're great. They're great. I look forward to seeing the third episode this weekend. I look forward to watching SmackDown and seeing the remaining matches in the opening round of the WWE World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. Uh, we've seen we've seen five on Raw. There are three more, one of which I'm specifically excited to talk about since I wrote a column about it that Doc Manson did not read. So, Look, we'll- all I'm going to say is... There's no way that Callisto makes it to the semifinals. I don't care about the youth movement. I don't care about the potential storylines with Del Rio or Jack Swagger. I don't care about any of those things that you wrote about in that article that maybe I did read. Oh, my. Callisto, there's no way. Come on. Everything you said makes perfect sense. It's a lock. He's doing it. He's beating Del Rio. He's making it to the final four. He'll he'll make himself a household name by giving Roman Reigns a run for his money. Book it. Book it. I think Ryback wins. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, you've already read the spoiler. I admit it so, in the column. I admit it in the yeah, column. Yeah, I know you did. So, so, so Ryback loses to Callisto, really? I, I believe so. I haven't seen the match yet, and I believe it's clean. I believe it's right. a, I believe it's a clean win for Kalisto. So I, I don't know what that means for Ryback. I'm you know I, I I'm terrified he's going to be on the Brothers of Destruction Survivor Series team. I am just terrified. I would rather see the Ascension on that team than Ryback. Yeah, there's at least more of a reasoning for you know Undertaker and Kane summon all of these somewhat WrestleMagic-y spooky characters and Stardust and the Ascension fill out that team for some unknown reason to take on the Wyatts. But yeah, you all right over there? Yeah. So we had a 16-man tournament. Um, Roman Reigns. What did you think of the Triple H Roman Reigns promo to open Raw? Uh, what I think about that is that Roman Reigns is going to the finals. Period. Nobody else got any sort of specific mention. Nobody else got to come out. Nobody else had interactions with Triple H. Nobody else staked their claim to that championship belt. They are telling the Roman Reigns journey story. Part one. And they're going to go all the way down the line. They're going to go all the way to the finals with Roman Reigns. Now... I'm not convinced Roman Reigns wins yet, but I, man, lazy storytelling is all I have to say. There's one plot thread here. That's all they've bothered to give us. Like, in any sort of complex narrative, you have several threads going simultaneously. Why couldn't you just have a couple more major actors come out address Roman Reigns, addressed Triple H. I mean, why? I mean, yeah, Big Show came out and immediately lost in the tournament, but couldn't you just have Kevin Owens come out and say, so you just tried to give the title to Roman Reigns, huh? Well, that's a mistake, because I am going to go through every single person you put in front of me, because I don't know if you know this, but I'm a prize fighter. And that is the biggest prize in wrestling today. And I am going to go through Everybody, including Roman Reigns. Like, anything. I, that's just one example. You could have anyone come out for less than 20 seconds of exposition, enter someone else, 
become a major player in the storyline, and actually at least go through the motions of looking like maybe somebody else has a chance of winning this belt. And like I said, I'm not convinced that Roman Reigns actually wins, but if you get to the point and you pull the rug out from under us, that's not a clever twist. That's poor storytelling, because it's just been Reigns, 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 with no foreshadowing, no working any other points, and then just suddenly, oh, you thought that's where we were going, so we're going to pull it out last minute. No, you don't get to do that, and you don't get to call that good storytelling. That's garbage. DC. I will say this. I enjoy being the director of the Eye of Sauron. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy being the guy who has the attack dog on the chain and all of a sudden drops the chain and goes, Go get him, Doc Manson! Go get him! Go get him, boy! Arr, arr, arr. I don't know, man. It just makes me mad because it's so... E- I, I, at least I think. I think it would be so easy to increase tension in this storyline. Just... Like I said, all you got all you got to do is a 30-second promo from somebody to make it look like somebody else is invested enough that they might go all the way. Like that's all you need. You don't you but don't I'm not talking about writing glorious passages here. Didn't Kevin Owens come to the ring on Raw with a microphone? Didn't he cut a promo on his own walking to the ring before his match with Yes. Titus O'Neil, basically. Yes, he did. So, so he didn't show up in the opening segment. He didn't show up with Triple H and Roman Reigns. And I agree with just about everything you said, except for the fact that this is not part one of the Roman Reigns story. This is part fifteen of the Roman Reigns story. But I agree with everything you said. They are they are being amazingly transparent and unless they're going to try to pull a swerve and be like, oh, gotcha. Right, but like I told you, man, even if they do that swerve, that's not they didn't earn that swerve. You know what I mean? That's just a gotcha. Yes. I get I get all of that. But I will say Kevin Owens is probably the only other person cuz Dean Ambrose didn't even get a ring entrance. He was just in the ring so we could watch Tyler Breeze come out and I like Tyler Breeze, but that part was weird. So the only two are Owens and Reigns. You know, nobody else did. And I agree. I would have loved to have seen the ring fill up with the 16 competitors. You have a guy like I gotta look. I mean, you have a guy like the Miz, you know, who who we we have we have a power vacuum at the top of the WWE. If there was, don't get me wrong, I don't like opening segments that are bloated. I don't like it when every single guy comes out and has their piece. Because when that happens every week, like they were doing for a while, that gets old real fast. But in this instance. When there's that void at the top of the company, when somebody's got to grab the brass ring and run with it, like, that is the moment where, in any sort of logical universe, where any of the storylines might actually be true, I mean, if we... if, if it, That's the moment when those guys come out to the ring to try to stake their claim. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. No, I totally agree. I, and it, it didn't have to necessarily be an opening segment. It could have gone, it could have been the thread that runs through the entire three hours. Is Triple H is trying to get stuff done, but people keep showing up at the door. The Miz shows up. Hey, you know, heard what you said to Roman Reigns. Sorry he turned you down. Just so you know, if you want to give a guy an easy road to the title, if you want someone to, you know, be your guy with the world championship. You could do worse, you know. Yeah. Pick me, pick me. You could have had, you know, Dean Ambrose come out and address the fact. uh, Dean Ambrose could have come out and addressed the fact, and maybe this was intentional. 
He's basically, last night's Raw all but said, Dean Ambrose, the afterthought Dean, of the Shield. Okay, you brought, okay, first a couple things. You bring up some good points. Um, okay, so Kevin Owens did come out to the ring with a microphone and cut a promo. You're yes. right. So he did sort of continue that thread. Yeah. I still posit that it would have been more effective if at least somebody had come out at the top of the show, so it wasn't just all about Triple H trying to hand the title over to Roman Reigns, because that just so blatantly makes it about Roman Reigns, the entire tournament. I just think it would have been helpful to have somebody else in that segment in particular, but you were right about that. And the other thing I want to say is, I said that any swerve would be unearned. The only person who could come out of the woodwork at the end of this thing and make sense is Dean Ambrose. Yes. He's the only one that if they swerve with him after being quiet on him for the duration of this tournament, that that is an earned uh, storyline turn. Because yes. you're, you're telling a story in the not telling of the story. Right. In the negative spaces here. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And right now, you know, we won't do predictions until next week, I suppose, but in productions. But if I had to guess what would if, what I would like to happen, it's not even a guess. I don't think this has any chance of happening. What I would like to see happen is to see that swerve where Ambrose seemingly, wait for it, turns heel on Reigns and wins the title and seemingly joins up with the authority, but then essentially absconds with the title goes rogue because he's crazy he's crazy Dean Ambrose and now he's not aligned with Roman Reigns anymore because there's actual legitimate problems there you did screw me out of the title and you were holding me back I was your towel boy and he's got problems maybe with the authority because he's not going to be the company man so he goes all quote unquote stone cold Steve Austin on him and now you've got a mul- like you said, a complex storyline with a lot of moving parts because is Reigns going to align with Triple H now? Probably not. What does that mean? Who does Triple H get to be his guy? Maybe it is Owens. Now you've got all sorts of things going on. But again, that's just me no, man. idealizing. We were, we were writing down the number two contenders a year, a year and a half ago, and I think one of the things I wrote about there was the closest guy on the roster to Stone Cold that we had potentially was Dean Ambrose. Oh, yeah, he is. You saw that when with him hiding in the trunk, the, the, the parcel yes. cart, the taxi cab. He was, in late 2014, Dean Ambrose was Stone Cold Steve Austin, but instead of feuding with The Rock, it was more like Triple H, like a Triple H-Shawn Michaels hybrid. You know, yeah. the, the and- talent of Shawn Michaels, but with the corporate backing of Triple H, so... He is. He's the guy, and they could do it again. And honestly, that feud between Rollins and Ambrose, I think, is the high point of the main event scene in WWE in the past year. I mean, I need to think about that for a minute, but you're probably not wrong. No, you're not wrong. The whole Rollins-Cena-Sting thing was fine, but it wasn't great. Rollins and Lesnar didn't have a great chance to get off the ground. I guess you. Could I consider- loved what they were doing with Brock um, when he first sort of came back. Yeah, but anything he's done more recently, since basically taking the streak from the Undertaker, I've I've been less invested into. Yeah. So no, you're right. I loved it. I thought that was great. You know, leading up to their Hell in a Cell match. Um, WWE was firing on all cylinders in the main event scene. So hopefully we can get back there. Um, One can hope. So 
I'm going to read off the... Do you want... Now, you didn't watch SmackDown. Have you read the spoilers? No, I have not. Well, since this podcast will technically be re- be reve- released, revealed, brought to the world on Saturday, I don't consider it spoilers for me to tell you what you're already going to know on Saturday. So I'm going to spoil it for you, Doc, because I feel like it. And I'm going to give you the quarterfinal matchups here. Um, okay. Roman Reigns will de- <coughs> excuse me. Roman Reigns will take on Cesaro. We knew that. Great. We knew that going in. What are your thoughts? Uh, you know, quick thirty second thoughts on Reigns versus Cesaro. Excited for the matchup. It'll be a well. I'm always excited to watch Cesaro wrestle. Also, poor Cesaro. Next odds. What percentage chance does Cesaro have of winning? I've got zero. I would give it. I I have to give it at least single digits, but it would be like maybe pi percent three point one four one five nine two seven, maybe pi percent chance of actually winning. But you're right, Roman Reigns is going to beat him. And this this match is wait. This is the match that's happening next, or this is the match that happens on SmackDown. No, this is so. SmackDown, we saw Alberto this Del Rio... This is after the results of SmackDown are yes, taken this is Yes, this is the final quarterfinal. SmackDown, will see um, Del Rio versus Stardust, Kalisto versus Ryback, and Neville versus Barrett. So who won I'm that sure match? Who will win that match? Yeah, Neville and Barrett. Who do you think? I'm guessing Neville. Uh, let me say this and see if it... The winner faces Kevin Owens. Who wins? Neville? Yes, he does. So, all right. So we've got Reigns versus Cesaro. Quarterfinal matchup will take place on Raw next week. Alberto Del Rio will face Kalisto. Kalisto does beat Ryback. 30-second thoughts on that. We talked about it earlier in the show, but... Yeah, I don't really care. Uh, the stuff you wrote about in your article actually uh, makes the most amount of sense. Uh, you get a storyline out of Swagger and uh, Del Rio, and Kalisto gets to move on. That makes probably the most sense. Do you see Kalisto having any sort of success as a single star? Can he be, and I hate making this comparison, but there's no other comparison to make, can he be the next Rey Mysterio in World Wrestling Entertainment? When you consider the complete void of star power in the main event, I don't see any reason why not. It's Really? Like I told you before, at this point, their main event are their mid-carders. Callisto, I feel like is a Callisto. I'm sorry, is a solid mid carder, which says to me that yes, yes, he could be in the main event at this point in time for this company. I think so too, and I think the fact that wrestlers are getting smaller, yes, helps is, is going to help because he, you know, he's we're going to see at some point Callisto versus Big Show. We might even see at some point Callisto versus Beef Stroganoff. But we're not going to see a whole lot of that. He's going to spend his time wrestling Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler. You know, Kevin Owens is going to be the big man, in quotes, that he's going to be wrestling. So Absolutely. All right. And then we've got Kevin Owens versus Neville. I'm excited for that match. I hope that becomes an intercontinental title feud. I'd like to see those two go at it for three or four months. I love their NXT matches. Neville deadlift suplexing Kevin Owens is one of the more impressive things I saw this year in 2015. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a great matchup. Two fantastic athletic competitors, and they're going to beat the living hell out of each other, and it's going to be a fantastic joy ride that I believe ends with Kevin Owens moving on. Well, and, and like you said, you know, if we're going off of Raw purely by 
who showed up and said something. The finals of this tournament are Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. And on the podcast, on NAI Pod, you know, they hypothesized we're going to see Reigns versus Owens. Owens is going to look like he's going to win. And then, of course, Sheamus shows up and ruins everything. So, which, they're not wrong. That's a, that's. Nope. All right, and our final quarterfinal match will be in this. And also, it leaves Neville free to feud with what Stardust, I guess. That's what they're still doing. Barrett and Sheamus again. You know, I'd love to see Neville versus Rusev. That'd be a fun feud. So I don't know if Rusev comes back sometime. He'll be back for the Rumble. That's my fair enough. Uh, The final quarterfinal match is another one that we saw based on Raw: Ziggler versus Ambrose. Again, excited for the match. All four of these matches are matches that I'm very excited to watch as a wrestling purist. I'm excited to watch these matches. I think the results are fairly cut and dry. Do you think Ambrose wins? I do. Yeah. I do. I, I do think we're going to see Reigns versus Ambrose. The story itself... Excuse me while I get a drink of water. The um, Like you said, there hasn't been a lot of storytelling, but just having the bromance, the Ambrains going at it in the finals... Tells them, you know, you can make a promo package out of that without having I'm them gonna address say, each other at all. I'm going to say that's the only one that I see as 50-50. I think Dolph Ziggler could take it over Ambrose. Um, and for whatever reason, it doesn't preclude Ambrose from being involved in whatever goes down in the final matchup of this tournament just because he gets knocked out of it at this point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on the circumstances around that, that could just fuel the fire for Dean Ambrose. That's true. Uh, my One of my main reasons is, you know, a few weeks ago, back before Rollins hurt himself, um, we had a Fatal 4-Way match to determine the number one contender for the title. That Fatal 4-Way match, if memory serves, was Reigns, Del Rio, Owens, and Ziggler. In my mind, and I could be totally wrong on this, but in my mind, you can't have the final four members of this tournament be those four guys all over again. Like that, it, it just, you're announcing to the world that the last four or six weeks of television was all for nothing because we're just going right back to where we started. Don't so I they think do that constantly? I'm trying to be an optimist here. Okay. So that's why I think, you know, that's one of the reasons why I think Kalisto wins. That's one of the reasons why I think Kalisto doesn't. You think it's going to happen? We're going to see those. F- I will not be excited about this tournament anymore if it's those four guys. I'm sorry. Because if it's those four guys, you're guaranteeing me Reigns versus Owens. Ziggler will not make the finals. Del Rio will not make the finals. You're guaranteeing me Reigns versus Owens. And as much as I want to see that match, I don't want it to be late. I don't want it to look so set in stone. You know, I want you there said to be Del Rio. You didn't mean Del Rio, though. You must mean I must meant Ambrose. No, because if you look at the tournament, the winner of Reigns versus Cesaro goes on to fight the winner of Del Rio versus Kalisto. So oh, okay. your options okay. are Reigns Cesaro, Reigns or I mean Reigns Kalisto, Reigns Del Rio, Cesaro Del Rio, Cesaro Kalisto. Reigns Del Rio to me looks like okay, Reigns wins. Your U.S. champion's not going to go into the finals for the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. Unless they've decided this is a great way to give our mid-card titles legitimacy by actually having the finals be U.S. champion versus Intercontinental champion and doing some sort of weird belt combination thing. But I don't think that's going to happen. No, but I I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I do think that, especially given the atmosphere in the WWE right now, uh, 
we've always we've long talked about oh this guy he's gonna get the Intercontinental Belt this guy's gonna get the US Championship and he's gonna he's gonna bring back legitimacy to that belt he's gonna bring back credibility he's gonna bring credibility to the mid card no no matter who holds those titles they never bring any credibility to the titles there's only in my mind now one way to make those titles credible and that is to have the title holders compete for the heavyweight championship and given the atmosphere in WWE right now I don't see any reason why they can't do that they don't have a crowded main event there's room for those guys in that scene right? Mm-hmm. if they're the top of the mid card aren't they the most eligible to move up to the main card? Mm-hmm. that's the only way you get credibility back on those belts if Roman Reigns had won if Roman Reigns had won the US Open Challenge and beaten John Cena and Dean Ambrose had randomly defeated Kevin Owens for the Intercontinental title. And you had U.S. champion Roman Reigns and IC champion Dean Ambrose. I could absolutely see the two of them fighting for the world title, each with their own respective championships. But right now, Del Rio versus Owens doesn't do it for me. Not in the slightest. I like Owens. I think he's a main eventer waiting to happen. And Del Rio is a former world champion. But if you're going to tell me that those guys are going to main event Survivor Series, I don't I'm not saying they're going to main event facing each other in this instance. But what I am saying is, moving forward, whoever gets that title, it would make sense for them to feud with whomever is holding the mid card belt. I think that's fair. I would love to see that. Again, Roman Reigns is you know if Roman Reigns is the world champion and he's feuding with Kevin Owens, who is the Intercontinental Champion, works for me. I'll take yep. it. All right, so the tournament's setting up, you know, uh, right now. You know, we, we have another week to see what's going to happen, but right now, what's your final? Is it Reigns-Ambrose? Is it Reigns-Owens? It's probably Reigns-Owens, but I'd... I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Uh, what, 65-35? 65 being Owens-Reigns, 35 being Ambrose-Reigns. I'd really like to see Ambrose-Reigns. Really sure. like to see it. All right. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I could see him going either way, but I think Owens makes more sense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you could tell that story, brother versus brother. I mean, yeah. that story makes sense. So there's a, I think there's a good chance that they tell that story. Well, that, story, that story makes sense, and that story is long-term. That's why I'm going to say Reigns Ambrose, 75% chance. Reigns Owens, 24% chance. 1% chance... That it's Kalisto versus Neville in a battle of the flip-floppy superstars. What parts are flippy-flopping? I'm afraid to say anything. As you should. So, hey, DC, I have a question for you. Yes, Doc Manson, what is it? The emails, the emails, what, what, the emails. We got any? Unfortunately, Homestar... We do not have any emails this week. What? I am going to direct the eye of Sauron towards the neighborhood as Doc Manson talks about the lack of emails that we are getting here at DDT Westwing. So, uh, hey, neighborhood. DDT Wrestling at gmail.com. Send us emails. And. DC will read them for sure. I might read them. 
and there's a chance they'll get read on the air. I think there's a very What are you good waiting chance. for? There's a very good chance they'll get read on the air. I think we've gotten two emails in our career and both of them have gotten read on the air. So right now 100% of the emails we get get read on the air. So that's batting a what average? What? If this were baseball and we were talking about a batting average. They're batting 1,000. One oh, my gosh! Zero, zero. That's a lot of thousands. That's a lot of thousands. So Not really. It's one. Hey, Doc Manson, I've got a question for you. Yes? Did you watch uh, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon last night? No. Jimmy Fallon is pretty much the worst human being in the world. He's not funny in the slightest. And I kind of hate his guts. Can't stand looking at his creepy little face. Do you know who was on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon last night? Nope. The Undertaker. Let me ask you another question. Go for it. Do you think I give a crap? I think you might care a little since it's The Undertaker. He tombstoned a turkey. (sighs) (laughs) Look, I'm not saying this has to be 1985 and that, k brother, we gotta protect the business. But, uh... If there's anybody in wrestling today who still sort of invokes that seriousness of, you know, protecting the business, brother. It's The Undertaker, because he's lived through all of that. He's had that strong character throughout. Not throughout. I mean, you had the American Badass, I guess. But you know what I'm saying. It just seems really strange to have that guy on a talk show and to have him tombstoning a turkey. But he's releasing a new coffin table book, so he had to promote it. All right, that part I'm making up. But he did actually tombstone a turkey. Although he didn't say anything. I, I haven't seen the video, but I've seen like a gif of it. Um, I don't know the whole thing, but he did He did maintain the Undertaker character. He did the slow turning head to Jimmy Fallon when Jimmy Fallon went up for a handshake. Hold on a second. You've just directed the Eye of Sauron onto yourself. Do yes. you know what you did? I made a good pun. Nope. What did I do? Okay, neighborhood. We're going to have to have this out, aren't we? DC. Yes, sir. GIF or GIF? I I assume it's actually pronounced GIF, but occasionally I pronounce it like peanut butter. You said GIF. And here's the thing, man. I'm going to go out there and say this right now. Yes, if you go online, I think the prevailing theory is that GIF is the correct pronunciation. The guy who came up with the file format even says it's GIF. However, I, Doc Manson, am here to tell you that he's wrong. And you're wrong if you say GIF. It is GIF. It's spelt with a G, not a J. J-I-F is a peanut butter pronounced GIF. If you change the J to a G, that is GIF. And if you look at what the G actually stands for, it's graphical. And that has a hard G sound, which is also GIF. GIF, 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 GIF. GIF and GIF are not the same word. If you put a J, you put a G. You can't pronounce those things the same way. Therefore... I don't care what the internet says. It's GIF. So, um, you enjoyed talking about the supernatural wrestlers like Giant Gonzalez, right? Because that's G.I. 
yet we pronounce it giant. I go to the zoo every May with my students, and we look at the giraffes, do we? Or do we look at the giraffes, which is pronounced with the J? How do you pronounce the word graphical? That has Graphics. a gur. That has a gur. If you want to... It's if, an acronym. GIF is an acronym. Then let's Therefore, we then inherit let's it, the phonetics it, from the G of the word graphics. GIF. Then let's call it a GRIF. And let's no. end the speculation. Because there's let's no R. It it's just but the it's, G. But it's graphical. Why don't we do no. G-R-F? GRIF. GRIF. GIF. We're going to put a poll up, maybe. Or no, we're not. We're just going to ask you to vote. Is it GIF with the J sound, or is it GIF with the G sound? Now, you, I'll, I'll, I'll stop you right now. Anybody who says it's GIF is wrong, okay? I don't care. I don't care what anybody has to say about this subject. You're not going to change my mind. I don't care about your poll, DC. Have you I don't ever, care about it. Have you ever ridden a, a Segway with one of those gyroscopes in there? Have you ever eaten a Giro? I've written a Hero. Indeed, a hero, and I want to see the movie Jiro Dreams of Sushi, but that might also be here. So, or how about Geraldine? Geraldine Drive. I'm still sticking by my inheritance of the phonetics from the acronym. You're, you're, you are welcome to stick by it as long as you admit that the vast majority of the English language will disagree with you. All I'm going to say is that J I F and G I F can't be pronounced the same way. Are we going to get into the whole homophone and homonym kind of thing? Can't be the same. Okay. It's an acronym. If anyone considers themselves to be a cunning linguist and wants to get on Twitter or send us an email, how about that? I challenge all those English majors out there, get on to the email, ddtwrestling at gmail.com, gmail.com, and send us an email and let us know where you How do you pronounce you the word G? Just the letter G. How do you pronounce the letter G? G with a G. Gmail, not Gmail. Gmail. G. It's G. It's G hyphen mail. Yes, Gmail. Like Google mail. The initial acronym. sound. Acronym. G for Google. G. Mail. Not if you, J. If you mail. Listen, Just because you see it all running together, you don't pronounce it Gmail. If you listen to the word, the letter G. If you listen to the words coming out of my mouth right now, when you will know what is wise for you and you will move on. G. I'm right. It's not G. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I'm ending this podcast. We can do that if you'd like. This is the end of DDT Wrestling. I don't know if I believe that. I don't think <clears throat> I don't think what we have can be broken can be torn asunder by a discrepancy in phonetics. I take this pretty seriously. Well, I say and I take it all the more seriously because the vast majority of people say Jeff and you're wrong. Okay. Can we call it Skippy instead? Peter Pad I can't think of any more peanut butter <laughs> names. Nutella? <laughs> Flufferdutter? Hershey's spreadable chocolate spread? Hello? Will I see you around the neighborhood?
Are we done? I have more to talk about. Let's move on. We have new NXT Tag Team Champions. Who cares? Dash and Dawson defeated the VOD Villains. I, 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 I honestly don't know who they are. They're the guys in the jackets with the towel. One's bald with a weird facial hair. The other one looks like Curtis Axel. We had this discussion last week. I know. And I, I again, I didn't watch NXT this week. I kind of sort of remember when you... But I think I'm thinking of Ciampa. Chomper? Chompair? Maybe you're thinking of Ciampa, but... I don't know who I'm thinking of, but I don't think I know who these people are. I don't. I honestly don't think I know who they are. You have a computer in front of you. I'm sure. I'm sure there are nope. uh, Wikipedia articles, pictures, gifs that you can find in order to keep this podcast going. I'll pronounce it incorrectly for you. I don't mind living a lie. There are gifs for you to look at, which will show you Dash and Dawson. You can become intimately involved with them in just a couple of clicks. It's the internet. I don't care to. Well, I'm excited. I like Dash and Dawson, and as much as I like the Vaudevillains, and I like the Vaudevillains, they were going nowhere. That gimmick is not going to work. I was having discussions and debates with people online just today, talking about how, you know, that gimmick could work as a comedy kind of gimmick. That gimmick is the Matadors all over again in WWE. You got to get rid of it. Simon Gotch needs to turn on Aiden English because Aiden English was the one who tapped out. Simon Gotch needs to turn on him. Notice it's Gotch, not Jotch. So there's there's one for you. There's one for you. It's Gotch. So uh, Simon Gotch needs to turn on it in English, go heal, have them feud, try to come up with some new characters. But I'm excited about it. Uh, you don't seem to care, but that's Well, you okay. said that the VOD villains would never work as tag team champions. Did they and work as tag team champions? What's that? Did they work as tag team champions? Besides Did they get an opportunity to do any work? As tag team champions, they won the belt with blue pants. Have and they then done I heard, that, and then I heard they lost to uh, Dash and Dawson in the Dusty Classic, which wasn't even televised. And then they lost the titles. They might have beaten Bamp one more time. And again, they yes, you're right. They didn't get the chance to. But hey, all I'm saying is, if Bailey can be allowed to be a champion. For any period of time. Why not the VOD villains, too? Because Bailey has a future on the main roster. So does the VOD villains. Not as the Matadors. Bailey has a future as a potentially Divas champion. I disagree. On the main roster, Bailey will never be Divas champion. I think Bailey's evolve Bailey's slow evolution in NXT is going to cause her to have a future in WWE. The Vod I sure hope so. The Otherwise she's gonna be the next Emma. I don't think so. I think she's going to be, and I know we keep saying this, she's not going to be, she's not going to be a 16-time Divas champion, but she's going to be, for the next five to ten years, she's going to be the Diva fulfilling all of the wishes on the main roster. She's going to be the one the kids want to see. The kids aren't going to care about Sasha Banks. The kids aren't going to care about Charlotte. Oh, the kids aren't going to care about Can I also point Paige. this out? I'm starting to not care about Sasha. It has been so long since they've done anything of substance with her that, like, I can barely remember what it's like to like Sasha Banks and cheer for her. Like, th- just so much time now has passed that I, I, I'm, st- I'm, I can feel myself cooling on Sasha Banks but you, simply through lack of any sort of action on her part. Why don't you watch Main Event? Main Event had Sasha Banks oh, yeah. versus Becky Lynch. 
the only show that's more difficult to find than NXT, which you know only appears on the network. Does, does main event only appear on the network? Does that yes. on any station main event, anymore? Main event and superstars are network exclusives. So I guess I should be watching those then. <laughs> I I don't know. I th- I think at some point I'm going to try to watch them, but there's just too many too many things in the day to watch or create or write or podcast about. So so I, I'm glad the Vaudevillains lost. I like them. I wish them both the best. In all I, their future endeavors? I tweeted it. I said, this is the last title both of them hold in either NXT or WWE. That's it. They're, they're Simon, uh, Gotch, Simon Gotch has a future in Ring of Honor. Aiden English, I don't know what he does. but I, And I, I hate that because I like them both. Wait. Who's the tag team champions? Dash and, and Dawson. No, 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 no. On, on the main roster. New Day. Oh right, new day. Yeah, they're not, mm. they're not doing anything for those belts. Not right now. They're going to feud with the Usos. That's what's going to happen. They're going to feud with the Usos and they're going to lose the titles either at Survivor Series or at TLC. The Usos are going to be tag team champions and then they might feud with like heel Dudleys who have disappeared. By the way, the I Dudleys mentioned that are last gone. week, right? I mentioned that last week. I was almost like thinking that Bully Ray could maybe show up and be part of this tournament, which clearly is not happening. I, but like, where are the Dudleys? Where I, are they? They're gone. I don't know if they have like a part-time deal. So they did a couple of things, and then. Uh, but it's entirely possible we will never see the Dudleys again, except for their Hall of Fame induction in like 2017. They're gone. They didn't even, you know, they didn't show up for anything. So, I mean, they had an all right feud with New Day. I, I enjoyed it, except they lost every single time. Yeah. They put it, Xavier Woods through tables and lost every single match. Is that what they came back for? Just so WWE could say, when they did their Hall of Fame in their speeches, they could forget all about the TNA stuff and say, and Bubba Ray and D- Devon even made a comeback in 2015 feuding with New Day. I, I don't know. Maybe the Dudleys come back and wind up doing some more stuff. Maybe they're just taking a little bit of time off. But I'm awfully confused. And and you're right. New, <coughs> New Day has almost... Um, their own popularity has almost eclipsed having the belts. The belts now are accessories that are not required. Correct. You're spending so much time watching the unicorn horn, you don't notice that they've got big copper belts on. Yeah, that's kind of where I was. Um, you're right. I think their own popularity has eclipsed uh, them being the champions. Yes. That's you know, what happened. I, I would have loved to have seen Big E in this tournament. I think it would have been interesting to see him, you know, maybe advance to the Final Four or something like that. Do that booty swagger. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know what's going on with New Day. And and, and so, you know, I, I, I thought where you were going was talking about how New Day is, for all intents and purposes, a comedy team. Yet they are now two-time tag team champions. I thought you were trying to make a case that maybe the Vaudevillains could be that. And, you know, I, I could be wrong. I could be entirely wrong. We could see... It's a very, it's a very different type of comedy but act yes, that that's, they're doing. But yes, that's... Yes. I, and I don't know what the Vaudevillains... What's in store for them. But yeah. I, I have to believe right now... New Day, honestly, is a modern-day internet meme machine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're just doing all the sorts of crazy, funny stuff that you would just randomly find, you know, on Reddit or whatever. Oh, yeah. The, 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 they're, the tr- they're, they're Edge and Christian, or DX even, 
for the internet but meme. But much less talented, but yeah. Internet meme. Now I can't remember which is the right pronunciation. GIF generation. For the GIF generation, uh, they're, that's what they are, you know. So, but again, do they need the belts? Couldn't they just come out and be goofy and silly and do all of these things and without having the titles? You know, maybe they should lose to the Usos, and the Usos should feud with, I don't know, if they have any other teams in WWE right now, and let New Day just be New Day. They, 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 have, they have become such a force that they no longer need the titles. They're actually holding the titles down by having them and not defending them all the time. Mm-hmm. So, interesting things to think about. All right. Um, I'm running out of things to talk to you about. Samoa Joe gave his explanation as to why he turned on Finn Balor. Didn't uh, see it. You know, basically he said he's a man where actions speak louder than words. And Finn Balor promised him a title shot, but then didn't act on it. He let Regal do this whole battle royal thing. He should have insisted that he get a title shot. And that's why he's angry at him, because he didn't put up instead of, you know, he didn't put up his money where his mouth was, so to speak. Um, I don't mind that rationale. It's not bad. And then Finn Balor with his Amish growing beard came out and, you know, I trusted you. I was the worst Irish accent ever. But, um, you know, I trusted you. You were my friend. And now we're going to fight. Now we're going to fight. So, eh. I'm very eh about this whole thing. You know why? Because it's eh. Because it involves Finn Balor, who is the definition of eh right now. I hate that that's true, but it is. He's totally boring. Yep. But, you know, if he had turned heel, this all would be different. If yes, he, it would. If he had turned heel, I would have made sure to tune in to listen to him explain himself as a heel. Him as a face does nothing for me at all. I'm sorry. Agreed. Ugh. Let's let's end on some positivity here. We're coming up to our 90-minute usual cutoff mark. Let's end on some positivity here. You've heard Vegetable Talk. You've heard um, Bruce Campbell and Die Hard Talk. You've heard us almost come to blows, actual physical blows, over the pronunciation of an acronym. Um, you've heard talk about the tournament, talk about NXT, talk about Bray Wyatt, talk about WWE. Uh, Doc Manson, give me something positive in your life. It could be wrestling related but you can just if this is a free-flowing show what's positive in the life of uh doc manson right now we talked about it already ash versus evil dead i recommend it it's on stars check it out guys uh but you know what that's i got some positivity that we can go out on regarding wrestling sure give it to uh me. this comes from mile high laz at mile high laz on twitter <laughs> He says, actually, let's talk Hall of Fame. And uh, so he has some suggestions here for potential candidates, I think, going into the Hall of Fame. Okay, this is This great year, topic. next year, who knows? Sure. So the ones he's got listed here, I think, I don't know necessarily that he means these seriously, but he's just sort of uh, putting these names out there as maybe discussion points. I don't know. But let's talk Hall of Fame, colon, Demolition, Vader, Macho Man, Harlem Heat, Rob Van Dam, Taz, what about ECW, Laz says? Oh. What do you think? The last one is the most interesting to me. Inducting ECW as an entity, as a promotion, 
Well, I don't know home. if he meant that. I think I, maybe he meant, but I, that's one way to go with it. No, but he could also I'm just sure mean he, I'm sure he's talking representatives about, from that yes, roster. I'm sure he's talking about that. But honestly, the four horsemen got in as a game changing. Okay, wait, force. wait, 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 wait. Think about what you're saying. The four horsemen got in, and all four of them got rings. You bring in ECW, and you're going to give a ring to New Jack? I don't think so. Well, that's true. I don't know, you know, but you could have an ECW-themed Hall of Fame. You know, this discussion's been had before where they're about to run out of people. I think the big problem with anything to do with ECW is the guys who are probably most deserving aren't on terms where that would happen. Like, maybe Sandman, okay, maybe you could give him a ring. I don't know if that's something you really think about, but when you think about the wildly popular characters of ECW, Sandman is up there. I don't really know necessarily if you think he really deserves a Hall of Fame ring or not, Mm -hmm. but in terms of popularity, dude was top of the mountain. Then you start thinking about, like, Tommy Dreamer. I could see that, but Tommy Dreamer is not on good terms with WWE right now. They're not going to be doing business together. They're still upset about the House of Hardcore stuff that he's doing, I think. So I don't see that as really being possible. And then there's a couple of names on his list that maybe do make some sense. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Rob Van Dam or Taz. Uh, maybe not Taz. I don't know. But Taz, is Taz even still doing commentating TNA? I have no idea. No, Taz now is hosting like a morning radio podcast thing. But no, he's not with TNA anymore. There was oh, okay. talk he was going to come back to WWE in some capacity as an announcer, as a trainer, and something. Yeah. But I think he's just happy doing his own thing. When I think ECW, the, f- the five guys that show up to me right away are Van Dam, Taz, Raven, Dreamer, Sabu. Those are Dreamer. The f- those are the five guys. And maybe you're right. Raven. I, I, don't know, yeah. I don't know about where they all stand with WWE. Um, that's never been, you know, if they really want to do business together in that capacity, that usually doesn't get in the way. But those are the five guys. A lot of people bring up Shane. Sandman. You can't do it without Sandman. Really? Maybe, but, you like know. Like I said, I don't know that he really deserves it either. And, and again. Like when I think about ECW, man. Let me that's free- who I think of. Let me freely admit, I have yet to watch a lot. You know, I didn't mention the Dudleys. Those guys should probably go in. I didn't mention Heyman. I didn't mention the franchise Shane Douglas, whom a lot of people. Is Heyman not in? No, Heyman's not a Hall of Famer. Right? He's going to be. Heyman should be in. As soon as this Brock Lesnar thing is done, he's going to be. Yeah. But um, what about um, on his list here, off the ECW for a second here? But what about Macho Man? That's a given. Yeah, that's right. I mean, overdue. No, didn't he? Didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Didn't his he brother got did last year? Yes. Brother, he got in. Less the 2015 Macho okay, Man. I'm looking this up because I'm almost positive I remember that. No, too. he was. Mile high lads. I love you, bud. But Macho Man's already in because Lanny Poffo did it. I remember. Yes. Right. He did. Yes. That was a big deal last year. Yes. 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 Looking or at earlier his, this year. Looking I guess. at his yeah. list, the only name that might not qualify is Demolition, just because it's debatable whether or not they were just Road Warrior knockoffs. You know, they were kind of the face painted road, you know, Mad Max style guys when the Road Warriors were in WCW, so or NWA probably at the time. So I could you know I loved Demolition. I thought mm-hmm. here comes the axe. There goes the smasher. Their demolition. So I love that. I can see it. I can see it. But, uh, but I, I, I think the, I think the standout on his list is Vader. Oh yeah, he's getting in. You know, right? You, you know, Vader, Boss Man. There's a whole bunch of guys who are who are just kind of waiting for their turn. And now that Vader did the table for three, he did a WCW table for three. I bet he's on the 2016. What about uh, IRS Hall of Fame bracket? 
Um, you know, IRS probably falls into the category of guys who had long career. You know, it's not a Hall of Fame. You know, if there was a Hall of Greatness, you know, whatever that one step below is. Is Mr. Perfect in? Mr. Perfect is in, but Mr. Perfect won the Intercontinental Champion a bunch of times. Did IRS not? IRS has never had a single. IRS was like WCW Television Champion a couple times. And but you have won. to also remember this is a, that was a time when you didn't just throw the belts around all yes. the time. He won. You didn't t- have sixteen-time world champions all no. over your roster. No, he won the tag titles with Ted DiBiase, and I think he could get in in as like a lifetime achievement award because he's had a great career, and because then you have Bray slash Bo induct him. There's that, right. there's that kind of moment. And I'm all for it. I like Mike Rotunda. Captain Mike Rotunda, VK Wall Street, Mr. Wall Street, call him whatever you want. I liked all of it. Um, great great in-ring worker, great talent. You know, William Regal's not in yet. You know, that's going to happen at some point. So um, what I do were you think just saying about they're running out of people? They're running out of top-name stars. That was the point I was going to make. They're running out of headliners, you know. Yeah. So you could do an ECW-themed Hall of Fame, where the whole... What do you think's more likely? An ECW theme or a WCW theme? I think, why not both? You have a WCW one highlighted by the NWO getting in, and you have an ECW one highlighted by Paul Heyman getting in. And, you know, maybe... Who goes in from WCW? Well, Sting. Uh, You know, the the problem with that is a lot of the guys from WCW have already gotten in. You know, the four right. horsemen are already in. Arn Anderson's already in. Arn Anderson had next to no... You start talking about you know, the NWO, I guess. But, I mean, all those guys are in. Yeah. You know, a lot of those guys are in. But you could, you know, Harlem Heat, WCW tag team. Maybe they get Chris in. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Both, you know, talents in both promotions. You know, Dean Malenko had more success in WCW. He's that kind of mid-card guy that mm. could get in. What about top guys, though? You're right. Sting there. Diamond Dallas see- Page. Diamond Dallas Page. Is he yeah, not DDP. DDP. Um, Gold- I think Jericho really could be Hon- there. Honestly, Goldberg. Goldberg's sure. Not yep, Goldberg. You could, you could have a WCW one. And if you Although, have- I don't know. Do you think Goldberg's likely? Because I don't think they've got the best relationship. No, but I think, again, I think Hunter might... Well, maybe Stephanie picks up the phone. I don't think Hunter and... Maybe that's like Vince's last guy. But, um, yeah. you know, if, if you were to tell me WrestleMania 35 is going to come to us from Philadelphia, and it's an ECW Hall of Fame. Done. I, sure. I could totally see it. So, do you really do you really think though that uh, I mean, this is the this is the logical follow up question? You really think that Paul Heyman, Tommy Dreamer, and Raven are headline equivalents to Ultimate Warrior and? Macho Man and the Horsemen. Do you really think they're at the same playing field? I think, honestly, and I know, I know the you, you brought it up with WCW. I think you can induct ECW as an idea because it was such a revolutionary concept. The whole idea of extreme championship wrestling led to the Attitude Era, led to a lot of the Monday Night Wars, led to you know this, 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 this. So I think you can induct ECW as an entity, and if you have Heyman being inducted, you have ECW itself, quote-unquote, being inducted, you have Rob Van Dam 
And, you know, I get it. Raven, Tommy Dreamer, they're not household names necessarily. But I think you can sell it if it's a nostalgia, you know, maybe coming to you from Philadelphia kind of Mikey thing. Mikey Whipwreck. You know, Mick Foley has an appearance. You know, How about I, Joey Styles? Oh, there you go. Perfect. Great idea. Joey Styles needs to be in this. Joey, Styles needs, yep, Joey Styles needs to be in it. You can induct Bill Alfonso, the referee. You could induct some of the women that did stuff there. Um, you know, hey, uh, here's a question. Why, if they've inducted Mick Foley, does that mean that Mankind, Cactus Jack, that's it? Like, Mick Foley got in, so all of his personalities got in? You I know, think so, if, but but if you if you inducted Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen, which included Ric Flair, and I yeah. assume you're going to induct the NWO, so Hogan's going, you know, maybe Hogan or Nash and Hall at least are going to get another shot. Could you not induct Cactus Jack? I don't I know. think you could. I could be wrong. The question is: Are you inter- are you are you really inducting the performer, or are you inducting the characters? The stables, you know what I mean? Because you're right, it is a weird precedent that mm-hmm. they set with the horsemen. Um, well, we're going to have this conversation but, when we're talking about The Undertaker. Who is getting inducted? Is The Undertaker going to break kayfabe and talk about back when he was mean Mark Callis and down running down the road with Paul Heyman and Danny Spivey? Or is he going to come out as The Undertaker and accept his Hall of Fame induction? You know what I mean? Who who gets inducted yeah. there? There's a, you know, and again, I don't think Mick Foley gets inducted in any other fashion except maybe as a representative of ECW but um I don't know this is you know this was a great question that um Laz at Mile High Laz check out his Mile High mid card every Friday on newageinsiders.com because everyone can post on Fan Friday and some of us Doc Manson can actually write every day if they wanted to I'm actually not sure how is that possible I just signed up for an account last week so I don't know how I could possibly have permission to post all the time when I didn't I even have an account. I was told you were set, but I will double check. Maybe you'll be set again. Or maybe I had an account and I forgot that I had an account. sounds entirely possible knowing you. But but like the one I just signed up for is for is the username is Doc Manson. So I don't think I had Doc Manson I will previously. inquire with Mr. Smalltov, Stryker, and Neville and see what we can do. But I would love for you to write a little bit. I, did, I, I had an idea. Listening to their podcast, I had an idea for like three or four articles, but I wanted to save some of them, and we talked about them today here on DDT Wrestling. But I'm running out of battery on pretty much every technological device I own. So we need to say our goodbyes here and go forward into that good night. Um, I love the Hall of Fame talk, again. Um, that should be something we continue. I'd be interested to know who you think, Doc Manson, the 2016 Hall of Fame class might be. I have some thoughts, but it might be a good little mini homework assignment for us to ponder for next week's show. Um, again, we are DDT Wrestling. DC and Doc Talk Wrestling. Uh, DDT Wrestling at gmail.com. Please tell us whether or not it is GIF or the other one that Doc doesn't like. Um uh, Please send us your more than 140 character thoughts so we can read them on the air, get you involved in the show. The entire theme of the New Age Insiders is to be heard. That applies to us as well. Be heard. Uh, Final thoughts, Doc Manson. Anything left to say before we say our farewells for another week? Nope. Just looking forward to when we meet again. Until we meet again, at Doc Manson, at DC Matthews NAI. We love you all, neighborhood. We'll see you around.